Nå er det tid for nordisk på trikk. Welcome to our podcast featuring interviews, music, folk tales, and lots of hygge, all with a Nordic flavor. I'm your host, Eric Stavney. Welcome to this folktale podcast, our fifth since we started making shows. We've looked at stories from Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and Sápmi, the home of the Sami. In this podcast, I thought I'd try something a little different. Norwegian is the Scandinavian language I studied in college. It's a northern Germanic language, and to my ears, it's rather musical. I thought you might like to hear two Asbjørnsen and Muwe folktales in the vernacular as they were written, with my translation borrowed from several sources in English. There are many internet sites and great books containing these tales, perhaps in your own language if it's other than English or one of the Scandinavian languages. Now, disclaimer time. I'm certainly not a native Norwegian speaker and am quite out of practice, so bear with me. The first folktale is the classic The Three Billy Goats Gruff, or Die Tre Böckene Brusse. You ready? Here we go. Det var en gång tre böcker som skulle gå till sättes för att göra sig fette, och alla tre hette de böckene Brusse. Once upon a time there were three goats who wanted to go to the mountain farm in order to fatten up, and all three were called the Three Billy Goats Gruff. På vägen var det en bro över en foss som de skulle gå over, och under den broen bor det ett stort felt troll, med øyne som tintarkene og neses så lang som et riveskaft. On the way they had to cross a bridge over a waterfall, and under that bridge lived a large, scary troll with eyes like pewter plates and a nose as long as a rake handle. First, kom den yngste boken brusse og skulle over broen. Trip, trap, trip, trap, sa de broen. First came the youngest of the billy goats, Gruff, who wanted to cross the bridge. Trip, trap, trip, trap, said the bridge. Vem er det som tripper på min bro? skrek trollet. Who is that that's walking over my bridge? yelled the troll. O det er den minste boken, brusse. Jeg skal det settes for å gjøre meg fett, sa buken. Den var så fin i stemmen. Oh, it's just the smallest of the billy goats, Gruff. I'm headed to the mountain farm in order to fatten up, said the goat with a delicate voice. Nor kommer jeg og tar deg, sa trollet. Now I'm coming to get you, said the troll. Oh, nei, ta ikke meg, for jeg er så liten jeg. Bare vent litt, så kommer den mellomste buken Bruce. Han er mye større. Oh, don't take me, for I'm just the little one I am. Just wait a little bit for the middle billy goat. He's much bigger. Javel, so goda, sa trollet. Well and good, walk across, said the troll. After a little while, the middle billy goat came and started walking over the bridge. 
Trip, trap, trip, trap, sounded the bridge. Vem är det som trupper på min bro? Skräck trollet. Who is that that's walking over my bridge? Yelled the troll. Oh, det är den mellomste boken brusse som ska tillsättas för att göra sig fett, sa boken. Den var icke så fin i stämmen, den. Oh, it's just me, the middle billy goat, going to the mountain farm to fatten up, said the goat with a voice that wasn't quite so delicate. No kommer jag åt dig, sa trollet. Now I'm coming to get you, said the troll. Oh, nej, ta icke mig, bara vänt lit. Så kommer den stora boken av russa, han är mye, mye större. Oh no, don't take me. Just wait a bit and the large billy goat will come. He's much, much bigger. Javel, so goda, sa trollet. Well and good, walk across, said the troll. Det gick en stund och så kom den större buken brusa. After a while came the biggest billy goat. Trip, trap, trip, trap, trip, trap. Sade i broen. Den var så tung att broen både knaket och braket och den. Trip, trap, trip, trap, trip, trap, sounded the bridge. He was so heavy that the bridge both creaked and groaned under his weight. Vem är det som tramper på mitt bro? Skräck trollet. Who's that who's stomping over my bridge? Yelled the troll. Det är den stora bokebrusa, sa boken. Den var så grov i stämmen. It is the big billy goat, said the goat with a gruff voice. Nå kommer jag och tar dig, skräck trollet. Now I'm coming to get you, said the troll. Ja, kom du. Jag har två horn som spyd. Med dem ska jag sticka ut öjerna dina. Jag har två stora kompesteiner. Med dem skall jag knusa både marg och ben, sa buken. Yeah, bring it on. I've got two horns like spears and with them I'll poke your eyes out. I have two big hoofs and with them I'll crush your marrow and bones, said the goat. Och så sprang den på trådet och stack ut öjerna på ham. Slå i sticker både marg och ben och stånget ham ut för fossen. So And so he jumped on the troll and poked out his eyes, broke both the troll's marrow and bones, and butted him over the waterfall. And then he walked off to the mountain farm. Der blev bukene so fette, so fette, at de nesten ikke orket og gå hjem igen. Og er ikke fette godt av dem, so er de der eno. There the goats got so fat, so fat that they almost couldn't get home again. And if they're not fat yet, then they're there still. Och snip, snap, snutte, så är den eventyret ute. Snip, snap, snon, so is my tale done. As a break between folktales, I'll play you the winter band's rendition of Pol Sinehörner. The Winter Band is in the Seattle area, and please listen to our podcast uh, on Ruthie Winter and check out their website at winterbandseattle.com. 
Paul Sinahenner is a favorite among Scandinavians as well as Scandinavian Americans. And in keeping with the fact that this is a folktale podcast, it turns out the lyrics about Paul and his hens were written by Peter Asbjörnsen. The melody has been changed from the original to a hauling type melody, which of course has a specific dance pattern that goes with it. The dialect Asbjörnsen used originally has been updated to Nynorsk or New Norwegian. The song tells of Paul trying and failing to keep the fox away from his hens. He was compensated by the local government authority by being given some grain from the local mill. I guess losing your chickens was a serious financial loss back then, and Wikipedia suggests maybe the government had a kind of welfare system, so Paul's family didn't starve when they lost their hens. I'll put a link to the words in Norwegian and English on our podcast website for this episode. So here's the second one. Smågutterna som traff trollerna på Hedalskogen. The boys who met the troll in Hedal Woods. På en plats upp i Vågo, i Gubranstallen, bodde det en gång i gamre dagar ett par fattige folk. In a place up in Vågo, in Gubrans Valley, there lived in the old days a couple of poor folk. De hade många barn, och två av sönerna, som var såvela halvvuxna, måtte stötta räcka omkring på bygda och tiga. They had many children, and two of them were sons. They were teenagers. They had to wander around the village, begging. Därför var de välkänt med alla vejer och stier, och de visste också benvägen till Hedalen. Well, therefore, they knew all about the roads and the paths, and they also knew about the trail to Hedalen. En gång ville de gå dit, men de hade hört att några falkefängare hade byggt sig en hytte vid Mela. Där ville de gå inom med det samma och se fyllena och vårdan de fångat dem och därför tog de benvägen över långmyrorna. They decided they wanted to walk down there, down to Hedalen, but they had heard that some falconers, these are folks who have falcons as pets, they let them loose, and they go hunt prey, other birds, and bring them back. They had heard that some falconers built themselves a cabin by Mela, that's a lake. So they wanted to walk down there to see the birds, the falcons, and how they caught them. So they took the trail over the long marshes. Med det led alltså långt på hösten, att budägarna hade rest hem fra setrarna. Därför kunde ingen städ få hus, och icke mat heller. 
but it was already so late in the autumn that the farm girls had driven the cows back home from the mountain farms, and therefore they couldn't find anywhere to stay and found no food either. De molte da hulle ve vein til hedalen, men den var bare en grun rock, og da merket kom på dem tapte de rocken og ikke fant de fullefenger hytte heller, og før de visste ordet av det, var de midt i tykeste bjølstadskogen. They had to stay on the trail to Hidalen, but it was just a faint path, and when it got dark, they lost the track and couldn't find the falconer's cabin either. And before they knew it, they found themselves right in the densest part of Bjølstad Forest. Da de skjønt at de ikke kunne komme frem, gav de seg til å kviste bar, gjøre opp varme, og bygde seg en barhytte, for de hadde med vesle også. They realized they couldn't walk any further, so they started gathering branches to build a fire and make a lean-to, since they had a hatchet with them. Og så rev de opp ling og mosse som de gjorde et leie av. En stund efter de hadde lagt seg, fikk de høre noen som snøftet og været sterk. Then they pulled up some heather and moss and made a mattress. After they had laid there a while, they heard something, snorting and sniffling loudly. Gutene la øre til, og lide vel efter om det skulle være dyr eller skogtroll de hørte. Men så drog det være enda sterkere, og sa, det lukter menneskeblød her. The boys listened very carefully to figure out whether it was an animal or a forest troll they were hearing. But then it sniffed even more loudly and said, It smells like human blood around here. So hurt de de steg so tungt a jord skalv under de, og så kunne de vita trollene var ute. And then they heard steps so heavy that the ground shook beneath them, and so they knew that the trolls were out. Gud hjelpe oss, hva skal vi nå gjøre? sa den yngste gutten til broren. God help us, what are we going to do? said the youngest boy to his brothers. Og du får bli stående under føreå, der du står, og være ferdig til å ta posene og strikke din kos når du ser de kommer. Så skal jeg ta vesle også, sa den andre. Og du bare stand der under the pine tree, where you're standing right now. And get ready to grab our packs and run. And when you see them coming, we'll grab the hatchet, the other said. I det samme så de trollene komme sittende, og de var så større og digre at hodene på dem var jævn høye med førertoppene. And then they saw the trolls crashing along. They were so tall and huge that their heads reached to the tops of the pine trees. Men de hadde bare et øye, sammen alle tre, og det skiftes de til å bruke. De hadde et hull i panen som de lade i, og styrte det med hånden. But they just had one eye between the three of them, and they took turns using it. They had holes in their foreheads, which they put the eye in, and then they turned the eye this way and that with their hands. Den som gikk føre, han måtte ha det, og de andre gikk efter og holdt seg i den første. 
the one who was leading had to use the eye to see where they were going. And the others followed behind, holding on to the first. Ta huven, sa de elsta agutna, men fly ikke forang, for du ser hvordan det går. Siden de har øyet så høyt, har de vant for å se meg når jeg kommer bak på dem. Run, said the oldest boy, but don't go very far until you see how things are going. Since they have their eye way up there, they'll have trouble seeing me if I get behind them. Ja, bråren rente føre, og trørene drog efter. Imens kom den eldste gutten bak på dem, og høg til den bakkers tråle i fotledet. Så det slår upp ett färslig skrik, och det första trål blev så skrämt att det skvatt och slapp ejet. Och gutten var icke sen om det. The brother started running and the trolls chased after him. After a bit, the oldest boy got behind them and chopped on the last troll in the ankle so that he let out this terrible scream. And the first troll was so startled that he dropped the eye. And the boy wasted no time in snatching it up. Det var större än om en hade lagt i hopp två potteskålar. Och så klart var det att en av de var kolmörkenata blev som lysedagen da han så igenom det. It was bigger, the eye, than if you put two bowls together and so clear that even though it was the dark of night he could see the light of day when he looked through it. Da trollene merket at han hadde tatt fra dem øyet, og at han hadde gjort skade på en av dem, tok de å troe med alt det vonde som til var, om han ikke straks på timen gav dem i en øyet. When the trolls discovered that he had taken the eye from them, and that he had hurt one of them, they told him of the horrible things they'd do if he didn't give them back the eye again right away. Jeg er ikke redd for troll og trygg smål, sa gutten. Nå har jeg tre øyer alene, og dere tre har ikke noe, og enne må du bære den tredje. I'm not afraid of trolls, nor your threats, said the boy. Now I've got the eye for all three of you, and you have none, and you'll have to carry the third one because I chopped him in the ankle. For vi ikke øye vårt igjen på timen, skal du bli til stokk og sten, skrekk trollene. If we don't get our eye back this minute, you'll be turned into sticks and stones, yelled the trolls. Men gutten mente det gikk ikke så fort. Han var ikke redd hverken for skritt eller trådskap, sa han. Fikk han ikke være i fred, skulle han hoge til dem alle tre, så de skulle komme til å krabe langs baken som kripp og krekk. But the boy said, isn't that a little hasty? He was not afraid, neither of their boasting nor falling under their spell, he said. If they did not leave him be, then he would chop at all three of them, so they would have to crawl along the ground like creepy crawlies. Da trollene hørte dette, ble de redde og tok til å gi gode år. De bad nok så vakert at han ville gi dem i en øyet, så skulle han både gul og sølv og alt han ville ha. When the trolls heard that, they were afraid and started talking nicely to them. They promised him something nice if he gave the eye back. He would get gold and silver and anything he wanted. 
Ja, det syntes gutten var nog så bra. Men han ville ha gula och sölve först. Och så sa han att viss en av dem ville gå hem och hämta så mycket gul och söl att han och brören fick poserna sina följe och ge dem två gode stålboer att, att på så skulle de få öjet. Men så länge ville han ha det. Yes, thought the boy, that sounded pretty good but he wanted to have the gold and silver first. So he said that if they went home to fetch as much gold and silver that he and his brothers could fill up their backpacks and give them two steel bows also, then they would get their eye back. But for now, he'd keep it. Trollen bar sig ille och sa att ingen av dem kunde gå, när de icke hade öje och se med. Men så gav en av dem sig till att skrika på kärringen, för de hade ej kärring i hopp alla tre också. The trolls complained and said that none of them could get very far when they didn't have their eye to see with. But then one of them started to scream for their wife, Hilda! For they had one old woman for all three of them. Om en stund, svarte det i kamp langt norrpå. Jeg kommer, ta det med ro, jeg kommer. Så sa trollen at hun skulle komme med to stålboer og to spann, fulle av gull og sølv. Och det varte då icke länge för hon var där, ska jag tro. After a while there came an answer far to the north. I'm coming, take it easy, coming. The trolls asked her to come with two steel bows and two buckets full of gold and silver. And it wasn't long before she was there, I should think. Da hun fick höra vårdan de var till gott, tog hon också och trodde med trollskap. When she heard what happened, she also threatened to put a spell on the boys. Men trollene blev rede, och bad hun skulle och ta sig i vare, for den vesle vespen hun kunne ikke være sikker, for at han tog hennes øje også. But the trolls became afraid and told her to be careful of the little wasp that would sting her, that's the hatchet, and she wasn't sure either whether he might take her eye too. So kastet hun spannene a gul och sölve och boene till dem, och ströck hem i kampen med trollene. Och siden den tid har ingen hört att trollene har gått på hela skogen och luktet efter menneskeblöd. And so she threw them the buckets of gold and silver and the bows and went back to the hill along with the trolls. And since that time, no one has heard of trolls in Hedal Forest, sniffing and snuffling for human blood. Well, if you made it this far, I thank you for listening. Please stop by our NordicOnTap.com home website and click the logo for this episode to see the great extras we've posted for you. Illustrations of these tales from old books, where you can read them yourself, etc. In fact, it would tickle me to know and to hear that you, in turn, have read these tales to someone else, old or young. Please let me know if you do. Now, while you're on that page, that website, please leave us a comment on how you like the show, or if, in fact, you did pass the story on, using the leave a reply blank at the bottom of the webpage. Say, I want to ask you a favor. I'd love to get your thoughts on what you like. 
in the survey I have made. It's, it's launchable from the Nordic on Tap homepage. It says, please take our survey. It shouldn't take you more than 10 or 15 minutes, and it will steer this podcast series in directions that you, my audience, would like to go. Responses are coming in, and I want to make sure I get your opinion. Write in whatever language is comfortable. The questions on the survey are in English. And thank you. The introductory music is the lovely Ingela's Waltz, composed and performed by Morten Alfred Heurup on guitar and Ruthie Dornfeld playing fiddle. Morton is at mortonalfred, all one word lowercase, dot com on the web, where on that website you can even order the sheet music for Ingela's Waltz and 24 other original compositions he wrote. I've got my copy and I love it. Ruthie Dornfeld's website is Ruthie Dornfeld, R-U-T-H-I-E-D-O-R-N-F-E-L-D.com. And she hails from the Seattle area. An amazing fiddler. Our exit music was composed and performed by my friend Daryl Jackson at Daryl Jackson Music, all one word, dot com. So that's our show. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm Eric Stavney. We'll see you soon. Viseus on Nordic on Tap. Thank you.